1: And welcome back everybody to another episode of MLB DFS Quick Hits. Hit. Your Wednesday, May twelfth edition. We got ten games on tap for you here on a Wednesday. Hope everybody had a great Tuesday. Pitching, we were on point with Shohei Otani at seventy four hundred dollars was criminal. Talked about that. Um, you know, Bassett was a good GPP play. Yavaldi was okay. Uh, Lopez sucked, but uh, you had the likes of Means and and Bumgarner and bueller was even okay like we hit on a lot of pitching that uh, really kept things going and then the slack chat that was the key hitting sucked as well though because we faded padres which machado did his thing we stacked the royals which was awesome until they benched salvi and whit and then scored their seven runs toronto tried to do it for us just a little bit not enough but too late it was just one of those nights you needed some white socks we weren't there and uh it, it was a fun game fun night of baseball but DFS wise, you know, some of those nights they come short. I've seen some great people talk about it lately. If you're playing GPPs in baseball DFS, especially with the variance involved, you're hoping to hit like once or twice decent scores like a month, maybe if you're lucky. Like you're just trying to tread water until the big one in, GP, in GPPs. It's crazy because you got to look at the the rake and you know how many people get paid. Most events, it's anywhere from twenty to twenty five percent of the pool get paid. That's seventy five to eighty percent not making any money. So. It's a grind and nights like tonight will happen, but we keep grinding on at it. And we have a fun 10 game slate. If you have any questions, hit me up on Twitter at bdentric, or join the free fantasy degen Slack chat. You can check out my written content at rotoballer.com. Got the values article Monday, Wednesday, Friday. It's premium. If you'd like some premium package, get you season long and DFS It's super cheap, super affordable. Use promo code Bubba to get you even bigger discount there. So uh, it's, it's good stuff there as well. And also if you want to watch the podcast on YouTube, it's on the rotoballer YouTube channel. With all that being said, though, let's get in to this 10-game slate. We've got a few totals for you. Not all of them, and there's some interesting pitching situations, but Philly at the Nationals, 8.5. Blue Jays, Braves, 8. Cardinals, Brewers, 7. Angels, Astros, 8.5. Twins, White Sox, 8. Mariners, Dodgers, 8 as well. So those are your totals. Weather-wise, we have about 10% chance of rain in Atlanta. That's about it, so it should be good to go to, say, the least. So that's always good as well. Pitching on this slate, it starts up top with the one, the only Garrett Cole at 10-5 at the Tampa Bay Rays. We're back on the Cole train tonight, folks. Yeah, he, he was good, but not good enough against uh, Houston. That's because of the strikeouts, 4Ks, but you go back and look at that start. He got robbed out about three or four, at least, by the umpire. It was like horrific umpiring in that one, so Cole could have been even better. He's been outstanding, two run runs or less in every single start this season. He's gone six or more innings in every start, but the first start this season, he has eight or more strikeouts in every game except the last game of this season. He had uh, the ground balls are there. He's just been absolutely outstanding. Pitch counts fine. He's got definite twenty five plus point upside in this matchup versus Tampa Bay, a team that on paper is striking out twenty five percent of the time for right handed pitching with a one forty eight ISO and a one hundred WRC plus. We love lefties versus Tampa more than righties, but their offense as a whole, you can definitely target, especially with a guy as talented as Garrett Cole. So 10-5. It might be too cheap tonight, especially on this slate. Uh, You got Brandon Woodruff at ninety eight, a little bit cheaper, seven hundred dollars cheaper than Garrett Cole. And Woodruff's been outstanding as well. He's gone six innings or more in every start but the first one this season. And in those, uh, that's what two four in those six starts of six innings or more, he has twenty or more points in five of six. He has a floor of about seventeen over that span. He's given up no more than two runs in those. It's been one run or less in five of those six starts. That's outstanding. The strikeouts have been there six or more Ks in every one of those starts. He's been outstanding, like really, really good. People just don't pay attention as much as they should because he's not Corbin Burns. That's all it is. His teammates, this electric factory, but Brandon Woodruff's just as good, if not more consistently good. This year, Burns has been better. but like Last year, everyone forgot about Woodruff, and he was just as good. Same thing is going this year. Faces a St. Louis team striking out about twenty-four percent of the timers right-handed pitching with an 89 WRC plus. So they have a little bit of pop with a 162 ISO versus righties, but an overall offense that struggles. So Woodruff at 98 is a good pivot off of Garrett Cole if you want to be very contrarian on this 10 game slate. Zach Gallon's interesting. I'm not all there right now as a record on Tuesday night. If like lineups like Miami's still Miami, they can be pesky as hell. You can target them if you want. I'm just not all in on Gallon just yet. That could definitely change. When we see ownerships, we see lineups. Miami is striking out over 27% of the time versus right-handed pitching. It's got shut down by Bumgrunner, who's a, left, a lefty. Obviously, I understand that, but um, their offense can sputter, but they're just a weird offense. But they are striking out 27% of the time versus righties, 128 ISO, 86 WRC+. Plus. So Gallon at 9K is in play. I guess it's not as much the Miami side of it as – Gallons just not been consistent. Like either the strikeouts are down. It's it's he's got five K, seven, six. So he's got six, or five or more in every start, which is good. But then he's got one earned, four earned, zero earned, three earned, one earned. Uh, the pitch counts are finally getting up there. It's like seventeen points, nine and a half, thirty four, fourteen, twenty. With the pitchers on the slate, I need more. Can he do that? Yes. Do I want to pay for it when there's other guys I mm-hmm. like more? I don't know. He's going to get very low-owned. I have a feeling in this slate, Ducks, you have with Woodruff and Cole above and then the options right below uh, um, Gallon. Gallon's going to go virtually unowned. So you have that going for you. And here's why he's going to go unowned. You have Danny Duffy at only $8,900 against the Detroit Tigers. Yeah, I'm with you guys. The silence is deafening. I get it. It's a ridiculous price point. I know Duffy, five and two-thirds, three earned six Ks for only 13 points his last time out, but he's been absolutely outstanding prior to this. He had five shutouts with eight Ks against Detroit earlier this season. He's been a strikeout machine. He still has not given up a whole lot of runs this season, and now he faces a Detroit Tigers team that's striking out 35.2% of the time for left-handed pitching with a 177 average, a point zero five eight ISO, and a 36 WRC+. Absolutely embarrassing what they do for left-handed pitching. So, Danny Duffy at 89 should be in your cash lineups. He should be in your GPP lineups. It's one of those, if somehow he does not come through for you at $8,900, it's baseball. Like, it's just too good of a matchup. He should be priced up. Like, he should be higher than Woodruff. And just because it's Garrett Cole, he should be like 10 4 or 10 3. He should be just below Garrett Cole in this situation. So, Danny Duffy at 89, I'm on board with that one. Julio Urias at 87. Another reason why Zach Gallon goes under owned on this slate, which makes me, the more I talk about it, maybe I should be in on Gallon for the leverage situation, but we can also be different with bats. But Urias at 87 in this matchup against the Seattle Mariners, Urias has gone at least five innings in every start this season. He has six or more Ks in all but two starts this season. So in five of his seven appearances, he has six or more Ks. He basically, um, it's just a matter of how far does he go into the game and how does he limit the damage? He's, He's had home run problems for sure. But so what makes Urias very, very interesting, not quite the Detroit level of things, but Seattle striking up 29% of the time versus left-handed pitching with a 190 average, a 180 WRC+. plus. So unlike Detroit, the averages are both bad. They do have some power versus um, left-handed pitching, but an 85 WRC+. plus. So Seattle's very, very bad. If you don't remember, one of the last times they faced a lefty starting pitcher, they got no hit. So John Means had his way with them. Not saying Julio Urias is going to no-hit the Seattle Mariners, but at $8,700, I really like the upside of Julio Urias in this matchup. Now we drop down. If you're looking for some value on the slate, Hung Jin Ryu at $7,100 at the Atlanta Braves. It's always risky targeting the Braves. There's no sugarcoating that one. But Ryu at his price point at 71, he's got like a 15-point floor with a 30-point ceiling. That's hard to find at $7,000. So if you're playing, you're not using Ryu in a cash lineup, not a chance. But at GPP at 71, there is some definite appeal in this lineup, and that's something you have to keep in mind. It's an Atlanta Braves team striking out 27% of the time versus left-handed pitching, 181 average, 129 ISO. That ISO is um, less than Seattle versus lefties. And they have a 55 WRC+, plus less than Seattle, about 20 points higher than Detroit. Atlanta has been putrid versus lefties. You have Acuna, you have Ortiz, Albie should be better. They have a great offense. Riley, they're just not hitting lefties at all. It is very, very bad. So IU becomes a very intriguing GPP play in this matchup against Atlanta. The other ones here. You have John Gant. I'm going to pass, but that's one to keep an eye on because Milwaukee has a massive strikeout situation there. But Max Fried in that same matchup with Ryu, I love Toronto's bats tonight. But if you want $6,100 Max Fried, spend some time on the IL, returned on the fifth against Washington, five innings, four hits, one run, which is a solo shot, one walk and six Ks, so at 22 points at $6,300 at Washington. Now you get a Toronto team that I love. They strike out 23% of the time versus lefties, but 245 average, 169 ISO. 103 WRC+. plus, So they hit for a decent average, okay power, basically an average offense versus lefties. They're not world beaters, surprisingly, with Vladito and Bachet and Guriel and Gritchick and Tiosker and now you have Danny Jansen. You just keep going. The list goes on and on and on. So many options there. But Freed at 61, we've seen Freed stifle offenses in the past. If you want to punt, you can go there for sure. So recapping your pitch, you got Cole up top at 105, no doubter. Yeah, Woodruff at 98, like him quite a bit. Duffy at 89, I'm locking in. It might be like cold Duffy for me if I can have my way. Urias at 87, Ryu at 71, Max Freed at 61. All very, very much in play tonight. So it's, it depends on if you want to take some risks with the Ryu Freed side of it or you want to just pay up, feel a little more comfortable with your lifestyle. All righty, let's get to the bats on this 10-game slate. Catcher's position on this one, you got Rio Muto left, um, Tuesday night's action to get hit on the knee with a ball, so he'll probably sit. I'd imagine so. Keep an eye on that, but uh, you can save some cash. Grandall switch hitting versus Hap. Grandall went deep on Tuesday's forty eight hundred bucks. Chicago's very, very much a play versus J. Hap. Um, Salvi Perez at forty six. Uh, Christian is at forty five. James Carpelian making his debut for the A's. Not sure how long he'll go, so you can get some nice Boston uh, aspects as well. But if you want to save some cash, as usual, you slide on down below four K. Um, Cole does give up long balls from time to time. Zunino talked about him on Tuesday. He went deep. He's 38 if you want to play that contrarian type action there. Higoshioka is only 33 versus Yarborough. I like that quite a bit as a value play. He catches Cole every time. Yarborough's been good in the past, but he's been giving up a lot of hard contact this year. So uh, Higoshioka is one that to definitely keep an eye on. Danny Jansen or Reese McGuire, about 2,400 if you're looking to punt as well. First base, Swolei Otani after that beautiful, beautiful gym. On Tuesday, he's 5,700 first base outfield versus Rikidi. Not sure I'm running to play that, but he's intriguing. Yeah, uh, Vladito at 52, but you know, the payup spot, Guriel versus lefty. Guriel went deep on Tuesday versus righty. <laughs> Guriel's having a monster season, period. He's 5,100 versus Heaney. I like Houston tonight. I like Guriel at 51 if you're paying up. Uh, Luke Voigt's back at 49, so keep an eye on him. He was in the lineup, one over three with a strikeout and a walk on, um, on Tuesday, he's 49. I'm, I kind of want to get his feet wet before I get more invested, but uh, also something to look at. Ho- Jose Abreu at 48. If uh, He's been struggling a lot this year, but he could I mean, have a nice bounce-back spot there versus J.A. Happ. Williams-Asteadillo at 42. He's first base, third base eligible. Uh, my boy Reese's Pieces is 41. He went one for four with a walk and a run RBI on Tuesday. Don't mind him at 41 yet again against Johnny Lester. He can have some fun with that. Um, Paven Smith at 38 is a great price point for a space outfield. Arizona very much a play. You got Nick Neidart in that Miami bullpen. Neidart probably won't go too deep in that game. So Paven Smith at 38 is a very nice value on a slate where we're going to need some value to uh, to mix and match that back stack is going to be one of the better value stacks to, to team up with some pitching and some other options tonight. So Paven Smith at 38. As Druba Cabrera, first base, third base. He went deep on Tuesday. He's been on fire. He's 37 in that Arizona lineup. But the the, the flexibility is great. Smith, first base outfield. Cabrera, first base, third base. There's ways to utilize and get the, the best of all, all pieces there. And Christian Walker left with another side injury, the same side, the oblique injury was at that he missed time on already this year. So he's most likely out and that's going to suck just for season-long and DFS, so keep him in mind. Uh, that just opens up more spots for Paven Smith and Cabrera and company in that Arizona lineup. Could open up a spot for uh, Matheson, first base alpha. That was about 3,100 if you're looking to get really crazy with the D-backs. Not sure I'm quite there yet, but if you want to get really crazy, options are there. Other than that, um, I think that's about as cheap as I'm going to go. Maybe some Dan Vogelbach at 25. Evan um, John Gant is pitching for St. Louis. Lots of walks, lots of pitch to contact with John Gant. So Vogelbach could be a nice – if you want a contrarian stack with Milwaukee, I mentioned the value in the Arizona stack. We'll get to Milwaukee stacks, but you've got like Vogelbach and Wong and Shaw. Some nice lefty power there to mix in with some other ones. If you want to go there, Vogelbach at 25, not for cash games, but for tournaments. You can definitely keep an eye on Vogue. Second base, Altuve, 55. The Astros are expensive, but in a great spot. Corey Polanco went deep on Tuesdays, 52 versus Keiko. Not a big fan of going all in on Keiko because he just limits the damage, but I could see the appeal with some of these guys. I love Toronto versus Freed, Mike Marcus Simeon at 4,800 bucks. Just keeps getting a done, leading off, hitting over 400 in his last 10 games, seven extra base hits. He's averaging almost 12 points per game over the last 10. He got 10 points for you on Tuesday night. Lots to like with him at 4,800 bucks. Good cash game play with tournament upside. I uh, mentioned the D-backs already. Eduardo Escobar, second base, third base of 46 versus Niner. Definitely in on that kind of play. Gene Segura at 42 versus Lester if you're getting it on Philadelphia. Um, other than that, like Marvin Gonzalez, 38. Like, he's going to be hitting towards the top of the order, but his price tag isn't as cheap as it once was, so I don't really want to pay that price for him. You got Colton Wong at 36, like that a lot versus Gant. Uh, Gavin Lux went deep on Tuesday. An absolute freaking bomb. To give them the lead in the eighth, he's $3,500. bucks. i would rather go to Colton Wong, but Lux in a tournament. I can definitely see the upside there. And then you're just kind of mixing a match. Do you want to fade Duffy with Harold Castro at 33 if you want to? Sure. I'm not going to argue you. Ice on Diaz at 32 if you're looking for value. Jose Rojas of the Angels if you're looking for value. I don't think I want to be down here per se unless something changes overnight, but uh, I'd probably go no lower than Lux if I had to. Third base position. Um, We got Rafael Devers. He went deep on uh, Tuesday. Good spot versus Caprillion. Bregman at 52 versus a lefty. Like that quite a bit. Um, Chapman's intriguing. He's just been cold. I'd rather go to Jan Mankata at 47 versus Hap, as if you're stacking Chicago, get a lefty in there to kind of throw people off. That could be a fun one. Eduardo Escobar at 46. I already mentioned him. Hope you guys jumped on Seager last night as he took Bueller to pound town. Uh, Gio Yershilla at 43 is a nice value versus Yarbrough. Yankees will be very popular, and most forget about Gio. So keep him on your radar if you're stacking up the Yankees. A few other ones to take a peek at here. Kevin Bijos slowly getting to going. He's 32. Alec Baum's in a platoon now with Brad Miller. With the lefty and Lester starting, Baum should be back in the middle at like hitting fifth or so in that lineup. He's 31. That's a nice value for Alec Baum. Shortstop position, Xander at 57 is outstanding against Caprillion. I love Bo Bichette at 55. Trey Turner went deep again on Tuesday. But the play for me against a soft toss and lefty, Timmy bat-flipping himself Anderson at 5300 bucks, is one of my favorite plays tonight. So I love me some Timmy Anderson at $5,300. He's a cash game, big-time cash game type play. He's averaging about 10 points per game over his last 10. He had 10 points on Tuesday night. Love him in cash with tournament upside. Definitely a part of your White Sox stacks. So Timmy Anderson at 53. You could go to Glaber Torres in a tournament at 47. Uh, Nico Goodrum, if you're fading Duffy, is in play for you as well. Um, A few others to look at down here, though. Didi Gregorius at 36 versus lefty. Don't hate that at all. As we know, DD versus lefties is definitely in play. Other than that, though, there's not a ton of cheapies, as we talked about many, many times, at least not at first glance. Give me some Timmy Anderson on a Wednesday. Let's head to the outfield here. Lots of options, of course. You got Acuna who had a bomb on Tuesday. He's 58. I mentioned Otani already. JD in Boston is very much in play versus Caprillion and the bullpen. Stanton's always worth a look versus the lefty. Nelly Cruz versus the lefty. So you can mix and match here. Harper went deep. Soto's a great play at 52. It's, it's 5K and above. You have great options here. Mix them up in your stacks. Uh, you know, Soto and Harper are great cash game plays. You can make arguments for so many of them. But the value is always in the outfield. You got Peralta from Arizona at only 47. Nice little savings compared to some of the guys up top. Judge went deep on Tuesday. He's 46. Uh, so you can give him a look if you'd like. Josh Rojas of Arizona. He's outfield shortstop at 43. If you're stacking Arizona, another cheapie at 4,300 bucks. He had a run scoring double, swinging it well. Uh, Gritchik versus the lefty Freed's only 42. Verdugo at 41 versus Caprillion's a great cash game type play. Uh, McCutcheon's been heating up. He's only 4K versus Lester. So this is why... You know, McCutch is almost averaging 11 points per game over his last 10. He's got four home runs over his last 10, hitting 333 over his last 10. Remember when people were worried he's hitting like a buck 60? It's baseball, folks. It's a six-month six, six month season. Like, just chill for a little bit. As Aaron Rodgers once said, R-E-L-A-X. Relax. Um, and that's the beauty of DFS is we don't care about what he did in April. We don't care what he did three days ago. Like, it's the beauty of it. But Cutch at 4K against Lester is very, very much alive. Uh, if you want to believe, Urias keeps giving up the long ball. Hanniger took Buehler deep to twice on Tuesday. He's 4K in that matchup versus Urias. Same with Meadows. We know, like I said, Cole will give up a long ball from time to time. Meadows is only 4K in his matchup versus Cole. Obviously, those are only tournament plays, Hanniger and Meadows. Uh, T. Oscar is 37 versus free. That's a nice little value. So has Ben Tindy at 38 versus Casey Mize. Mize, lots of walks, lots of pitch to contact, lots of Detroit bullpen. So like Kansas City, I'm going to want to get back pieces there again because – Mize doesn't go deep, and you get that bad Detroit bullpen that just gives up so many runs. So as much as KC kind of burned us on Tuesday, it's just hard to avoid fading Detroit. It really is. Uh, you got Schwarber in a tournament at 36 if you want to get that route. Um, we'll let him as Diaz probably cracks the lineup at 36 versus Heaney. Low Cain's only 35 um, in his matchup. A few other ones, Dylan Carlson, 33 versus Woodruff. I like Woodruff a lot, but that's a decent value. For Carlson, if you're not going that route, Kyle Tucker's only 33 versus Heaney. He took out Tawny deep on Tuesday. Uh, he's a tournament option for you. A few others down here. Tyler O'Neill went deep. He's 3K. Evisal Garcia is only 3K. Jackie Bradley Jr. is only 3K. So a couple of nice values in their matchup versus Gantt. Uh, Kyle Garlick will probably play for Minnesota. He's only 3K as well. Always value in the outfield. Always value. Harrison Bader 28 um if you need to go that route prefer not to fade woodruff but those are the plays we're looking at so yeah tons and tons down here tyrone taylor is basically free with um he's down to he's up to 2100 now jake caves 21 so yeah lots of outfielders you can pick on when you see the matchups you're looking for and then i forgot to mention him but uh travis shaw what's his shaw's down to 3300 bucks for his gant so i mentioned milwaukee being a cheap option if you need to go that route. We'll talk stacks in a minute, but recapping your pitching real quick. you got Garrett Cole at ten five versus the, the Tampa Bay Rays. Woodruff at 98. Duffy at 89. your at 87. Gallon at 9K is probably going to start entering the mix. The more I break these down, look at ownership. But right now, Cole and Duffy is my one-two punch. If I have to pick at this point in time, that's where I'm at. If you need a punch, Ryu and Freed are there. But I think I'm just paying up for pitching and, and going to save some money at certain spots with bats, and that's where the stacks come into play. My favorite stacks of the night, uh, especially paying up Toronto versus Freed, um, the Astros versus Heaney, and Arizona versus Miami, and Chicago White Sox versus Minnesota. White Sox are my favorite stack, period. Those are the ones I'm going in on. Arizona gives you nice salary relief in their stack. So does Milwaukee quite a bit versus St. Louis, and then Kansas City versus Detroit. So that's where I'm planting my flags right now. Philadelphia, Washington has a little bit of appeal also, but – Main priced up stacks: Toronto, Houston, White Sox. White Sox, my number one stack. If I, to, if I have to rank the three pay up stacks, it's White Sox, Toronto, Houston. That's how I rank those three. Now my saving stacks: you have Kansas City, Milwaukee, and Arizona. I rank those Arizona, Milwaukee, Kansas City. But you can mix and match. You can do just like one offs from the cheapies to get the value. Whatever you need to do to make it work for you. And if you have questions, I'm on Twitter at bdintrick. Come join the free fantasy DJ in Slack chat. It's always popping. We also got golf coming up, teeing off on Thursday, so we have a chat room in there for PGA. Also, let's listen to the always pressing PGA DFS podcast, previewing the 2021 AT T Byron Nelson. Jesse and myself will get that, get you taken care of there. Um, if you want some season long fantasy baseball content, Bat Flip Crazy and myself got you. Bench with Bubba, episode three sixty nine. Bubba in the Bat Flip eighty three recap in the week six fab and some awesome listener questions. Some good strategy talk. So, listen into that one. Give a rate and review on that. Give a rate and review for MLB DFS Quick Hits on iTunes. Go listen to the podcast on the Rotoball, our YouTube channel. All the good stuff and things. But we are done on a Wednesday. I'll be back with you on Thursday. Smaller slate, more fun, all the fun because it's baseball and that's what we do. But for now, MLB DFS Quick Hits, your Wednesday, May 12th edition in the books. I'm out.